Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcast. On today's episode, we chatted up with our guy Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports going everywhere from, oh, this weekend's game against Ohio State to happier things like recruiting, Mel Tucker staying, and yeah, hey, it's just a great chat in general. All right, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Top of the Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon or really whenever you're listening to this podcast, top of whatever day, whatever time you're listening right now, welcome to another episode of Locked On Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and I will be joined this episode for the entirety of it by Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. That's where we start off with the Ohio State game, then we talk about, is Mel Tucker really leaving? And then, of course, well, can't have Justin on without talking about recruiting, so we talk about that as well. But before we get there, need to kindly ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. And if you have any questions, comments, or just need to reach me to yell at me, or you want me to yell at you for some reason, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the, bla- the, bla- the best place to find me. There we go. Nailed it second time around. There we go. Uh, so yeah, guys, hey, without further ado, you guys know where to reach me. You guys know where to rate, review, subscribe to us. And uh, yeah, let's just, let's just get to the guy right now. Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. No group of gentlemen do it better than the folks at 24-7 Sports, and I am blessed, hashtag honored, too blessed to be stressed, to be joined right now by the one, the only Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. That's right, Justin. Hey, man. How on earth are you doing? You doing okay? It's been a while. Doing okay. I, uh, I'm i blessed as well, but not too blessed to be stressed, because I this game this weekend, I don't think anything anything can can help me get over that anxiety, but comes close, right. this appearance. Okay. Yeah, shoot. Okay, because that's kind of where I actually wanted to start. Uh, I wanted to start on this game, and I'm not, I'm not feeling all too well about it. Um, so you're not either. Like zero percent, five percent. What what percentage are you giving our Spartans to to pull out the dub on Saturday? What a what a banner way to start this podcast too. I'm sure everyone's just very happy to hear our voices right now. <laughs> so the issue is that. If me and you were not playing defensive back on Saturday, I'd feel a little okay. Yeah. But my, my hamstrings aren't <laughs> what they used to be. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So this offense, I think, has what it takes to be in some shootouts, even though I know Mel Tucker uh, said that phrase makes him want to vomit um, on his Mondays with Mel Presser. But uh, that's Shoot. that's the kind of game it's going to have to be. And I think the offense has what it takes. Um, the unfortunate thing is, is they're going to probably have to score in every single possession and that's not really sustainable, but, um, yeah, so it, it really just comes down to the cornerbacks. I think, um, Travion Henderson is someone that really scares me because he can turn any play into like a home run, but yeah. we have as good of a defensive personnel as you can want to stop the run. We have athletic rangy linebackers, assuming Crouch is back. We have a stout defensive line. So at the end of the day, it's the corners uh, that would really give me anxiety. And I know Ronald Williams is getting better every every single week, but him being your best corner going up against Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and, and Garrett Wilson is not promising. So that's really the only reason my percentages are, are so low. And, and I would give it like between a 12 to 18% chance of Michigan State winning. Um, it's Okay. 
<laughs> I'll take if, that. That's great. That's higher than I am. So nice. All right. <laughs> if if it rains, um, it's close 50. to eighteen. <laughs> okay, so fifty percent. So. It's, it's it's the coin toss. If there's rain in the forecast, coin toss. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Right. It, it, that's true. Because if CJ Stroud already makes, I know we were talking about this earlier on Twitter, but like if CJ Stroud makes like those usual three or four bad throws and you intercept a couple of them, you're in good shape. If it's a torrential downpour, maybe he makes five or six of those throws and you intercept three of them. And um, maybe they'll be less susceptible to pass and it's more of a run game. And I'll take Kenneth Walker over most running backs in football. So, yeah, I think the the elements could play a bigger role than um, in certain cases. I know in the 2017 Michigan and Michigan State game, their fans like were really, really angry about the rain. But like, John O'Corn wasn't going to beat you, like wasn't going to help you beat Michigan State even if it was dry. Like it didn't change your game plan. But in this case, Correct. it could change the game plan. I think that the elements could be important in this game. Yeah, I, like I'm so low too because I, I did the stupidest exercise on Sunday. I watched the BTN in 60 <laughs> with OSU absolutely mollywhopping <laughs> Purdue. I think they scored on their first six, if not seven possessions and just ran up and down the field. Because before that, listen, like you watch the Nebraska game, it's like, all right, they ain't that impressive. Or the Penn State game, it's like, okay, they look gettable. But then, of course, well, last weekend, it, of course, looks like yeah. they had a get-right game, and they just looked like yeah, the yeah. Machine. I agree, because I was watching that Penn State game, and this was the same Penn State D-line that the previous week gave up 13 trillion yards to Illinois on the ground. And then right. <laughs> you, you fast-forward seven days, and – Suddenly, like mine or mine Williams is out, but like Travion Henderson, like these guys weren't doing too much for a while there. And I'm thinking, okay, if they've made Ohio State one dimensional with what they did against Illinois, then suddenly you're kind of just hoping that CJ Stroud kind of has some freshman moments and you're in the game going into the fourth quarter. But then that kind of carried over towards Nebraska as well. And then suddenly uh, the Purdue game happened and it changed everything. So I, I guess I would even say, like, if the Purdue uh, game didn't happen and say either Ohio State had a bye or you, the schedule was just uh, rearranged to the point where the last two games were Penn State and Nebraska, I'd give Michigan sure. State about a 40% chance to win this game. But suddenly that Purdue game happens and that exercise you did, uh, it's the same thing that I did, and suddenly it's not looking so good. I, like my my balloon after a win has never been deflated so fast. Like usually I can ride the high of a win to like the next Monday right. at the very least, or if it's the Michigan win, still I'm still on it. But wow, right. oof, I think Big Ten and sixty aired at like eleven a.m. and oh, by eleven yeah. seventeen, I was like, oh my god, it's <laughs> blood is going to be everywhere on Saturday. But hey, you know what? I thought the same thing twenty fifteen too, baby. That's right. Connor Cooks out. Well, guess what? So am I. I, I we've got no shot to win this game, and they did it, John. So yeah. Um, <laughs> We're due. It's been six years since we haven't beaten them since. So we are. Someone's got to be due to beat these guys in the horseshoe eventually. Plus, it's at the shoe because I believe Michigan State is winless at home against Ohio State in this stretch, uh, where where we've beaten Ohio State a few times. But at the shoe, there have been a couple wins. You know what? Oddly enough, that wasn't too enlightening. But like, I I am a little more positive than I was before uh, when we started this call here. Yeah. Because hey, twelve to eighteen percent. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's fine there's one in five shot no one in six shot yeah. if i'm doing my spartan math right there so cool yeah we get into more fun stuff with justin thin in a hot second but first I need to talk to you fine folks about net suite all right guys this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing <gasps> your hat falls off over your eyes 
Is this how you're running your business? Just poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you, yes, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Guys, no, no, no one does it better than the fine people at Oracle, and they've got it popping with NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of all your financials, your inventory, your HR, your planning, your budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. It is like having a full football staff of coaches, except not 10 different people. It's just all you know the same software because they just make it easy for you to run your business. With NetSuite, you can automate your uh, processes and close your books in no time while staying way ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. 93%. Heavens to Betsy, that's a that's a big old percentage right there. So, over 27,000 businesses have already used NetSuite right now through the end of the year. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to all those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, guys. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. I also need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right. You've heard us talk about prize picks for quite some time now because, well, that's what we do with the leader in college sports daily fantasy. We know that you love college sports, so, yeah. Hey, we're just going to bring the best college sports daily fantasy app right to you. That's right, Prize Picks, baby. How on earth do you do it? Well, after you download it from the App Store or Google Play, you head over to the little virtual deposit window, but not without using promo code Locked On. It's all one word, Locked On, and that's going to get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. So from there, you pick two to five players. You pick their over-under on projected stats like touchdown passes, interceptions thrown, receiving yards, and uh, yeah. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. How easy is that? You're not going up against anyone's team, just the projected numbers. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, guys, prize picks, they offer safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's get back to Justin in a hot second here. But first, just have to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I've got a topic yeah, that can maybe put a smile on people's faces. Maybe I don't know. Hold on. Well, I'll let you be the judge of this. If this will put a <laughs> smile on people's faces. One of the big talking points in MSU is, of course, Mel Tucker. Is he staying? Is he going? Right. So point blank, I'll just ask you the question on a scale of one to ten. One is that he actually just bought real estate in Baton Rouge and 10, like for sure coming back. Like what, how confident do you think you are in Mel Tucker coming back next year to Michigan state? He's actually meeting with Scott Woodward right now. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd say 9.8. I, I can't, okay. I can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't come back. I know that um, the, the deal though, it hasn't been inked. Um, and I don't know if the financial terms are 100% concrete, but the money has been there for weeks. Um, ever since the original smoke started to flare up and Bruce Feldman had that one piece saying a couple of donors like Mel Tucker, they originally, like they immediately kicked into high gear, uh, making the rounds with the donors. And I know Ishbi had played a big role in this round of, uh, seed money for his salary pool and, 
Um, I know that $10 million donation that Michigan State announced um, on the day of the Maryland game, that was one of those sweetening the pot type of deals where back when people were saying, why won't Mel Tucker just come out and say he's not interested in the job? It's for donations like that. Yeah, That's why you right. don't just come out and say, I'm not leaving. It, you you gotta, you kind of get those resources. And um, it's not really selfish because he's, he's not going to be able to take the facility with him. He's just trying to build a better infrastructure with the leverage he has. And of course, he's going to get a salary raise out of it, but he deserves that. And I think that um, he played it exactly how most of the sensible people were kind of hoping he would play it. And um, based on all everything that I've heard, uh, there's no reason that this won't get wrapped up here soon. I don't think they're under a huge time crunch because LSU is not even going to be making Mal an offer or even interviewing him until Jimbo Fisher gives a firm no um, gotcha. and probably even Lincoln Riley. So I, I do think they'll get it done maybe in a week or so, maybe this week, but um, it's, it's pretty much just ready. Like they have the money. They just need to put it in front of him at this point. And that's really my understanding of the situation. The $10 million donation, which was interesting, I think it was tweeted mm -hmm. out or announced maybe a, an yeah. hour or two before the, the game mm -hmm. against Maryland. Why not just do it during the game? Like every time MSU does something good, like on the big screen says another million dollars has been donated. It's like, <laughs> listen, like sure. There, there might be some like NCAA red tape around that. that you can't necessarily do that, but who cares? No one gets actually punished anymore these days. Like just go ahead and do it. Like, after the Noah Harvey interception, like, and, yeah. oh, Noah Harvey on his behalf just donated $1 million. Thank you to the Blank and Blake family. Like, yeah. If, um, if the MSU Athletic know. Department ever has an opening for marketing director, let me know if you need a letter of yeah. recommendation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely do. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do a, a press release and a tweet. Like, no, no, no. We're, if you're donating $10 million, we're going to make an event out of this baby. That's right. And, uh, yeah, don't do yeah. it before the game. They could go out and lay an egg against Maryland. Right. No, you want them to right. earn their money or – or I guess like, or, I don't know, like back in high school. Yeah, right. go on. Or what they could have done was, I don't know if you watch Money Heist, but they could have had a blimp. They could have driven, like they could have flown it over the stadium. Right after the final whistle, they could have dropped fake $10 million all over the whole stadium money to shower. showcase just how much <laughs> money just got injected into the program. So when you shower 10 million, like is that 10 million single bills or is it just a giant vault that just hits the field and like craters into the ground. Like how, how dramatic do you want to make this? That's a good question. I think since the yeah. sum is so high and it's not like 250 K or something, maybe just mm -hmm. get like fake gold bricks and just kind of throw those, <gasps> make sure they don't yes. hit anybody, like drop them on the field on the grass. But mm -hmm. that is that, that, that might be the way to go. If, if this ever happens when you're a marketing director, think, keep that in mind. Wow. Well, I know um, Alan Haller listens to this podcast five days a week. I know um, Bill Beekman does. He'll he'll put a good word in. So, yeah, okay. I think we're moving somewhere. Um, actually, I want to move to recruiting and not the usual names, which I will get to. I, you don't think I'm going to yeah. get you off the horn without talking about Hermione Winfield or Keontae Goodwin or anyone. Yeah. But first, I need to talk about someone that's actually not a high school uh, recruit at all. It's actually a uh, – he is Me. a Wisconsin Badger expat. Oh. He is looking to complete the uh, Kalon Gerving trade as Jalen Berger, former <laughs> four-star running back, was seen at the Michigan State basketball game on Friday. So that's exciting, right? So, you know, it, is there any sizzle to that stake? Or Part B, uh, what kind of a player is he? Obviously, running back right. is going to be a hot commodity once Kenneth Walker leaves, and all the other running backs are saying, oh, my God, they're making Kenneth Walker be his Heisman guy. So a lot of suitors for Michigan State. Yeah, so Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Walker's Heisman runner has obviously gotten a lot of eyes, and Jalen Berger directly because of that. 
that that is a large part to his attraction to Michigan State for sure. Um, I would say about two or three weeks ago, he scheduled this visit to Michigan State. Um, he doesn't want any sort of like buzz around his transfer portal recruitment. Like most of these transfer guys, they at this point don't care about the fan base. They don't really care about school tradition. They don't really care about glitz and glamour. They care about gotcha. scheme and playing time and coaches. That's it. Nothing more. So that's also part of the reason they don't really talk to the recruiting reporters because a lot of the high school guys, they like to kind of get exposure. Anytime somebody at 24-7 writes an article, other coaches at other programs see it. It can give them opportunities. Portal guys, they don't need any sort of exposure. They don't need spotlight. So that's kind of why we weren't able to report on it. Even though we knew about it, he didn't want it to be out there. So finally, he um, Friday night uh, posts a story at the Breslin Center watching the game. So that let us kind of make it public. And then, uh, yeah, so just kind of recapping things. For three weeks, he's been interested, and he's been planning to come to Michigan State. He came to the visit. And I know Corey Robinson, my colleague, he was poking around on this all weekend too. And it uh, sounds like he uh, heard that it was a very, very uh, positive experience for Jalen Berger. And um, I don't know exactly what the timeline of a decision for Berger would be, but Michigan State is in a good spot right now. And – I think for me, um, in terms of like an evaluation of Berger, I would say he's not really, um, he doesn't have many similarities with Kenneth Walker. He's more of a guy that if you give him a hole, he will maximize every yard from that hole. But if you don't give him a hole, he's not going to create a run out of nowhere like Kenneth Walker would. So he's one of those one cut downhill backs. You, you give him a lane and he'll make sure to use it. And you won't have to worry about poor vision. You won't have to worry about him dancing around. If you give him a hole, he'll get you six and a half yards. And you can see that from his yards per carry his freshman year. But what you won't see is a 45-yard run uh, that looks magical. And you're like sitting there with a jaw drop. So, again, you're not going to find Kenneth Walker every year in the portal. Sure. Um, I do think that if they wait until after the Heisman ceremony, whether he wins it or not, he's going to be there. And the the kind of prestige that gives your program i feel like they could probably get a guy in the portal that's a top three or four running back i don't know if Berger is a top three or four running back um in the portal once everything is said and done um because a lot of it was the offensive line that was good i don't know if he has those kind of stats if if it's a different situation um but pure talent alone he's still good he's a good running back he's somebody you don't pass up on but i would have liked to have seen them hold off until December if they do take him now and if they do land him. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, he, he's a guy you're happy with, but at the same time, I'd be curious to see who they could have gotten in December if they land him now. And that's just kind of the two, two things I'm weighing between um, in terms of my excitement if they land him, but he's a good running back and he's a guy that you, as long as you have a pretty decent offensive line, you'll have a good running game with him. I just think it's also unique too, and and educate me if I'm wrong on this, but like it seems fascinating that they are like recruiting transfer portal guys and could maybe even get a pledge from him. Is this kind of like, is there anyone else that Michigan State is kicking the tires on in the transfer portal that's a name or is it still like way early? Yeah. This is just a very unusual circumstance. Yeah. So they're definitely kicking the portal um, at like some positions where they know they'll need guys like offensive line. Um, yeah. and then I think there's a defensive tackle that I know of. And then I believe a, yeah. And then another offense lineman, but like none of these recruitments are like anywhere close to as further along as Jalen Burgers are. None of those guys have visited yet. 
Um, don't even know if they have an offer, which I don't even know if they have offers in, in the portal. But like you got to yeah. tell them, yes, you have a we have a spot for you in scholarship. I don't know if any of those have progressed to that length. So I think right now they just know for sure. Like Kenneth Walker is going to the NFL. There's no doubt about that. And they're going to need mm-hmm. a running back like Jordan Simmons. He's fine. He has speed, but needs better vision. Collins was good two years ago, but like you don't know what he's going to be now. And Harold Joyner is not an every down back. So like, you know, you need a running back if you're Michigan State. So here they're not hesitant with just going full out and pursuing guys and hosting on visits. Um, but at other positions, yes, they're kicking the tires, but there's nobody whose recruitment is as far along as Burgers is. We will be back to talk more recruiting with Justin Thin, but first need to talk to you. Find folks about betonline.ag. That's right, we're back. We're better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just smash in that promo code locked on. That's all one word, locked on. And that's going to get you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC to golf, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. We're talking bet online, guys. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports is betonline.ag, where the game starts. And also, start your day. Start your day with putting on a nice shirt or sweatshirt from Home Field Apparel. That's right. We are chatting. Homefieldapparel.com. You have heard me talk about it on this podcast. You've heard me probably talk about it just in the wild. If you've just ever asked if, hey, is, is this Home Field stuff legit? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's legit. Um, I, I always wrestle what to start talking about. Do I talk about how comfortable it is first or just how stylish it is? Let's talk about how stylish it is first. Right now on their website, homefieldapparel.com. Go to the Michigan State tab. You're going to see 19 of just the sickest designs out there. Retro designs. They do their homework, their research to find the best logos out there for Michigan State fans. Or, hey, let's say that, uh, you know, sure, you're a Michigan State fan, but you went to Eastern Michigan or Hope College. or They have so many colleges. Not just even inside the state of Michigan, but also outside too. So go ahead and find yourself a, a cool logo of a team that you don't even root for just because it looks sweet. And also just because it's super comfortable too. It is like putting a cloud on your body every single day you wear a home field apparel shirt. So go to homefieldapparel.com right now. Smash in promo code locked on Spartans. That's all one word, locked on Spartans. That's going to get you 15% off your first purchase. One more time, guys. Locked on Spartans during checkout at homefieldapparel.com. All right, now back to our guy, Justin Thind of 24 7 Sports. Gotcha. And so to go down the high school ranks, obviously there's the usual suspects like Keontae Goodwin, Armani yep. Winfield. Uh, Goodwin, for those who don't know, Kentucky commit, Winfield, as of now, a a weird, oddly Texas commit. Maybe not. Who knows who's to really say. Uh, I'll tell you what doesn't help, losing to Kansas uh, at home. That's not going to help keep any top 200 kid committed to you. Uh, Any other, like, flip candidates, though? I believe there was another Kentucky commit on campus over the weekend, too. Okay. Yes. So Alex Safari, uh, four-star from Ohio. Um, That's exactly the state where you want to be recruiting from. Perfect. uh, Especially (laughs) especially four-star DBs. And uh, he was on campus this week and he has been uh, interested in Michigan State for a long time. But 
Kentucky was kind of discouraging him to visit other places. So it kind of made it hard in terms of his availability and when he would be able to make it up here um, because he was attending some Kentucky home games as well, but finally made it up here this weekend. And uh, that's a great sign for Michigan State. I know that they um, were hoping to get him to visit so then they could really feel good about their chances. So now I think it becomes a legitimate race. Uh, before this visit, I was personally skeptical about flipping him. But now that he's made it to campus, all all bets are off. And now I think uh, Michigan State has a shot here. I, don't, I wouldn't say above 50-50 or maybe not even at 50-50 yet. But um, I, I think that this is suddenly a recruitment to monitor now that he's made his way up here. Um, Winfield, like you said, he's been a guy that Michigan State has been after for a long time. He's um, he's a guy that I'd say is at 50-50, um, if not gotcha. maybe a little higher. But um, And then obviously Goodwin. <laughs> and then obviously Goodwin, uh, who is still slated to visit in December. I think December 10th is that big weekend where they're trying to have a lot of current commits and then some last-minute targets. Uh, five-star Hild Perkins, the linebacker from Houston. He's supposed to be here December 10th right now. That's the plan. So Michigan State getting some guys a week before National Signing Day on campus would be uh, huge if these guys keep their visit plans. And uh, there could be there could be some fireworks at the end here. Next on my list was that guy, Harold Perkins, uh, the guy you're talking about. He's an okay yeah. player, a five-star, ranked number 11 <laughs> in the entire right. country for any position, right. the number two linebacker in the country. Um like, do I do we have any reason to get somewhat excited about this? Because this would be, yeah. needless to say, a massive, massive haul for yeah. Mel Tucker and the boys. Right. So the reason the reason I would say yes is because so first of all, Michigan State offered him like very late, which I know it's it was still like two months before National Signing Day, so people might think it's not that late. But when you're a five star that is forty something offers, offering in November or actually it was October of your senior year, like you don't even consider those offers most of the time yet. He immediately. That's insulting almost. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Yet he immediately planned an unofficial for that weekend, even though his playoff game kind of led him to cancel that. Um, so he ended up canceling that, but like he immediately, uh, him and his extended family, I believe his uncle immediately like talked to Steve Wolfong and said that um, not making the visit has nothing to do with his interest. Now they're planning to make it an official visit and to come in the winter right before signing day. So like, usually I'd be like, no, the kid they offer in October, that's a five-star. Don't even look at it. And now suddenly they're right. like reiterating their interest right after canceling an unofficial and saying, yeah, now it's going to be an official. So like, I, I would still say it's, I would not consider Michigan State the leader there. Texas A&M is definitely the leader, but I wouldn't hesitate to say Michigan State might be second place right now. And if you can get a visit in December, who knows? Like, is there something <laughs> to be said about that, though? And, like, hey, I don't mean to, you know, take moral victories yeah. or, oh, hey, we made right. the temple. Like, we're at, holy crap, we're at least in the conversation for these kind of right. kids. And it's not like a yeah. regional kid either, right? Like, this kid isn't from King, right. or isn't from Cass Tech. He's not from right. Ohio. Dipping down into Texas? Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. Wow. Let's go, yeah. baby. <laughs> no, there's definitely something to be said. And I do think that that in early years of a coaching tenure, moral victories on the recruiting trail do give a good barometer of what the coaching staff can do. Because last year, a lot of my optimism in recruiting stemmed from the same area that other people viewed as as like failures, which is going and being second in recruitments of Jalen Reed and Jamari Budden and, and getting into mm -hmm. the picture with guys like Damon Payne. Like all of these guys went on record and said they were not going to be considering Michigan State if Tucker wasn't there. 
And I know he didn't land them. And like a lot of people said, there's no such thing as a moral victory. But the, I used that as a way to gauge Mel's recruiting prowess. And suddenly he had visits that emerged in June, in July after the pandemic. And he kind of materialized with a lot of those same battles in 2022. So I think fans, I, I get the tendency to dismiss the moral victories from a lot of people. But I think when you have an early like tenure, you don't have much to go on that's substantial and notable. So you kind of got to look for these sort of clues and hints. So I definitely do put a lot of stock into that. And so just uh, on the grand scheme of things, um, last year, Mel Tucker had a class that was ranked 46th. Okay, that very tough year for him to recruit. He couldn't really meet any of these kids in person. Right now, nationally, they're ranked 17th. I don't think that number will stay there come Sunday, Day, but nonetheless, it will be a strong recruiting class. What what grade do you give him right now in year number two with how he's handling things on the recruiting trail? Is it as good as it really does look to us? Or like how, how do you kind of? I think it's great. Up? I think because um, if you look at when all these kids committed, most of them committed um, back when he was still two and five. Like that was his yeah. record at Michigan State. Um, Dylan Tatum and maybe a couple other guys have committed after that. But this is still what he has recruited off of two and five. He hasn't started to see the returns of the uh, winning streak that he has this year because that will mostly be seen in 2023. And a lot of these guys um, kind of 2022 recruits had an opinion of Michigan State to begin with that doesn't really change in season after they've already built relationships with other schools because they saw them as winning programs to begin with. So it's hard for a coach to, in the middle of a cycle, transform the, the school's perception with winning because a lot of the schools have had built relationships with other schools based on the original preconceived notions of Michigan state. So that's kind of why you don't see the returns in the current recruiting cycle, other than maybe Harold Perkins and Armani Winfield and Keontae Goodwin, but the real returns will be seen in 2023. So with that said, what he's done with this two and five record to land these 2022 kids, I just give him an a plus like Michigan state has more, uh, top 247, top 24 seven recruits in this year's class. Then I think the last five cycles combined. So what Jeez. he has done off two and five is just, is an unreal. Man, that's crazy. And I remember, I think even before like the, the season started, you were talking about it. You're not going to see the benefits of what Mel Tucker's laying down until 2023. Right. Now it's just even more magnified. Yep. Crazy. Justin Thin, right. <laughs> as always. Shoot. I, who would have guessed? Look at you, my man. That's I was time. wrong. I was wrong about their final uh, win-loss record. I said eight and four. They're already at nine wins. So. And I thought you were crazy. I thought you were a crazy person for eight and four. I was, I was six and six, maybe yeah. a saucy seven and right. five if uh, the ball bounced the right direction uh, in one yeah. of these games. But, hey, it's happy. okay. The, Mich- the Michigan fans thought I was crazy at six and six. They said they didn't see three wins on this schedule. Oh, get it. <laughs> Please get out of here. We're not ready. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. God. Wow. Man. Look at us. Look at us having yeah. just fun talking about football. It is nice Who to be back, thought? baby. Woo, party like it's 2015, <laughs> baby. Let's go. We're rolling, baby. So, Justin, hey, thanks, thanks a ton, man, for your time and, and your knowledge. And uh, really, just let me pick your brain. And, yeah, dude, this is awesome. Love you having on front of the podcast. You're the man, for Justin. Sure. You're the man. Anytime. Anytime at all. Massive thank you to our guy, Justin, for uh, just coming on here, dropping his knowledge, and, yeah, just letting me pick his brain over everything he knows in the world about Michigan State recruiting and, well, just football in general. Um, yeah, just the, the, the gang at 24-7 Sports, no one does it better than them. They're awesome, so. On tomorrow's show, we will be getting into basketball as Michigan State does have their game against Butler coming up on Wednesday. So we talk with David J. Woods. He 
uh, is over at Indy Star and just knows everything inside and out of the Butler basketball program. So definitely looking forward to that preview and that conversation. And uh, just one more time, I want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And go on and make Locked On Bets your second listen. That's right, guys. Your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right, guys. Let's go have a Tuesday. Go Green.